As announced, this year's Sunday Dharma talks will be mainly focusing on Chapter Seven, The Principle of the Nature, and Chapter Eight, Buddhahood from the Scripture of the Founding Master. I thought, what a wonderful opportunity for all of us to deepen our awakening to the truth, the principle of the nature, which will in turn guide our practice to the right path. Especially Chapter Seven, the principle of the nature, casts many wadus, keywords that create doubt to us. For example, not not but not not either. What on earth does that mean? The wadus help us generate the sense of questioning, without which we cannot have an awakening. Hadus are like guideposts that direct us to the original principle of all things in the universe and the principle of our self nature. So, being able to understand what a hadu means with our minds is like being able to read a guidepost. But what's more important is for us to actually get to the destination. Actually, observing our own self nature, or all things in the universe, seeing the principle there, and saying, "Ah, that is what the Haru means." Gaining awakening. But why is that so important? The founding master said, "Seeing the nature is like mastering the alphabet." When we are learning a language, even if we want to write a great literary masterpiece that can touch many people's lives, if we don't know the alphabet, we simply can't. The reason we practice is to save ourselves and others from suffering. But if we don't see our own nature, if we don't know the principle of the nature. No matter how much we want to save ourselves and others, it will be the same as not having the most basic tools to do it. We can't save ourselves, not to mention others. And once we have the tool, we of course should apply the principle to our own practice. So today, I'd like to talk about one of the most fundamental hurdles for us. Who am I? And the Buddhist notion of no self. The notion of no self is quite confusing to many of us. You may think there is no self. Then what is it that is talking right now? What is it that answers when someone calls your name? Are you saying that whatever that is doesn't exist? No. The notion of no self doesn't mean that. Then, on the other hand, what is self? There is no clear-cut answer to that either. What is it that we consider as self? Is it this body? No, this body is simply a material thing that consists. 
of elements. If there isn't something that makes it alive, this body wouldn't be much different than a dead piece of wood. Who am I then? I am Jiyong. Well, that's just a name. Hmm, then I'm a person who was born in Korea and the one who did this and that, blah blah blah. Well, that's just a piece of information. Who am I? Or more accurate question would be, what am I? Hmm, I am this being that has this personality and certain patterns of response to situations. Well, either personality or response patterns are not something fixed. If I had more time, I could go on and on, but when we really think about it, we soon realize that we cannot be defined in any way. Any answer to that question cannot hit the mark. But we know that something that is talking right now does exist. Something that sees, hears, smells, tastes, feels, thinks, talks, does things. We call it numinous awareness. When we are in deep, dreamless sleep, it feels like it's gone. But when an alarm goes off, it's right there. It hears and wakes up. As such, it transcends being and non-being. It is the numinous awareness that works so hard, gets along with people, or doesn't get along with people when it is deluded. Through the endless process of creating and planting seeds and receiving the effects, it creates our lives. And I receive what I saw, and you receive what you saw. No one else can receive it instead of me or you. There is not a hair's breadth of uncertainty in that regard. Then. Can I think of the numinous awareness as myself? We call it by our names, and that's how we function and communicate with others in this society on a daily basis. As Michael mentioned in his talk about no self, the conception of self starts to form very early on in our lives and is continuously reinforced by our social interactions. However, our original nature, which is described as the numinous awareness, doesn't have a name intrinsic to itself. We just name it arbitrarily. And it is impossible to describe or define it either, as mentioned earlier. Our original nature, the numinous awareness, just like that of heaven and earth, neither arising nor ceasing, 
It exists on its own. In its original state, there is no discrimination, no deluded thoughts, or no sign of self. That is why it is also called void and calm, luminous awareness. That is our pure, true self. But here is what causes problems when I think of the luminous awareness as myself. I create this additional conception of self in it. Then the conception covers my luminous awareness and that I, with the conception of self, become the master of myself and create suffering for myself. For example, when I feel that someone embarrassed me or was disrespectful to me, I may not feel very good about it or even get mad at the person. When I don't receive proper acknowledgement for what I did or when someone dislikes me, it can be painful. And defining myself with labels, I'm always like this, I'm always like that. Believing that label as myself and feeling miserable about it. Being too concerned about what others would think of me and being restrained by it. The list goes on and on. Have you noticed what the conception of self feels like? It's about trying to reveal and leave a good image of ourselves to both others and ourselves, whatever a good image means to each of us. So when that attempt is frustrated, we experience suffering. The conception of self is simply a delusion that is created by our mind. That is what the Buddhist notion of no-self means. In the original state of void and calm luminous awareness, there is no conception of self, no sign of self. The luminous awareness can function and do all sorts of things without having the conception of self, just like heaven and earth. Then, what would it be like to practice no self in real life. To begin with, we need to ask ourselves whether we want to continue this suffering. The conception of self is the root for conceit, greed, hatred, and delusion. Do we want to continue suffering or to become free? If we want to be free from the suffering, then we should firmly decide that we'll no longer be lured by this delusion. Next is our practice in real situations. One day, I was arguing with someone. I found that I was repeating myself over and over again, saying, no, that was not my intention. No, 
that's not what I'm doing. In that moment, I saw the root of what I was doing. I was trying to say, I'm not that kind of a person. I'm better than that. It was the conception of self and me trying to be protective of the deluded self being defensive. When I realized that I was holding on to a delusion, I was like, what was I doing? At that moment, the conception of self was gone. Nothing lingered in my mind to bother me. There was nothing more to persuade or argue about. To deal with the conception of self, we should be able to notice it when it is functioning as soon as we can. That is not always easy. But when we feel disturbed, angry, embarrassed, or feeling down on ourselves, there is a good chance that the root of it is the conception of self. Try to see whether any attempt to reveal and leave a good image of ourselves to both others and ourselves is there, or whether that effort is being frustrated. If yes, then that's it. That is the conception of self, which is delusion. But struggling to get rid of a delusion doesn't work because it is like trying to get rid of ripples on the surface of water by stirring it with our hands. So instead of struggling to get rid of it, the scripture says that we take a suitable measure of only whether or not we are affected by it. It's like checking and examining our mind to see whether we are being swayed by the delusion. The mind that is taking a suitable measure is the mind that is free from the delusion. In that moment, the conception of self vanishes of itself. Practicing no self is not an easy task. However, there is a verse that guides us to a fast route to no self. Wrapping up, I'd like to leave you with this Hwatu. Bu a mu pul a. No self, no non self. If we study this Hwatu, we'll be able to realize that the no self is the true self and the no self is the great self. I hope we always continue on this path together so that we all can let go of small egocentric self and embrace the whole world as our great self, saving ourselves and others from suffering. Thank you.